Hey, on this episode of Snap and Chance Raw Review, we're going to look back at Raw. We're going to take a look at what happened tonight and who went down and who went up and who signed where. So guys, if you want to find out all the answers of this episode, tune in to Snap and Chance. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chance Raw Review. I'm with my man, Mr. with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I got marbles in my mouth, seems like, but, you know, it's okay. Hopefully they all dissipate as we You'll carry on do. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, good. Yeah, ready for the Raw Review. Yeah, I know, 100%. Um, weekend was good. You were happy? Yeah, yeah, weekend was good. Yours? Can't complain, man. Went to a wrestling show on Friday, a tribute show for uh, Dropkick Murphy. You were there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, decent show. Yeah, it was a nice tribute to Kick. Yeah, very nice tribute to Kick. Uh, it was nice to see, you know, old friends and uh, old acquaintances and people that haven't been around in a while, you know, out there as well. Michelle yeah, Starr like was out there. From, yeah, that was awesome. Right. So that was really nice to see. It's unfortunate that. It takes something like this to draw everyone in, though. You know what it I mean? Seems that way. That's the only time that everybody gets together and somebody passes away. Yeah, but a uh, beautiful tribute, a uh, beautiful tribute for a real, real beautiful man. Um, yeah, you know, may he rest in peace. And uh, you know, wherever he is, he's watching down upon the world, and he's happy with with what what people are saying. So, absolutely, yeah. Respect to Dropkick and uh, respect to the people putting on the show for for him and yeah. yeah. So, but you know what? There was a show last tonight, Monday Night Raw. Man, first off, before we even get into it, what did you think overall? I thought it was pretty good. It was good, not amazing, not great, but had some good moments. I thought front to back was pretty solid. No, com- no major complaints. What about you? Yeah, no, same here. Absolutely. I mean, you got to think about it. This is now everything building up to the Royal Rumble, right? Every Mm -hmm. Raw, every SmackDown, I guess even NXT to a certain extent, you know, it's all now geared to that. I don't think we'll get another live show until the beginning of January. Again, NXT. So NXT closing out the year and starting off the year, but the first big one will be the Royal Rumble. Um, So yeah, let's just get right into it. The show itself, standard for what it's supposed to be yeah. for for the time of year um i i think just the next couple of weeks are going to be spectacular we'll start seeing business pick up in january but for what it was i have to agree with you decent mm. decent show you yep. know ups and downs ebbs and flows but it was all good anyways jay uso comes out tonight to start the show he talks about uh how excited he is about having cm punk in the crowd um, you know, this and that, and you know, he's got eat back. So just so you know, and for the people who don't know, they had actually taken the yeet away from him because an indie wrestler actually owned the rights to it. That's so, crazy. so they couldn't use it, but they worked out a deal with this wrestler. You pay the man off and he'll it. sign it away willingly, yeah. Right. So the yeet t-shirts are back. The yeet what does it mean? Just a Chris a catchy saying, I guess. This yeet, sounds cool. It's just something, you know, it's like them when they say that's cap or or yeah. you know the words that they're using today right yeah. i mean it's just one of those kind of it's the cool slang yeah cool slang something to say i guess but uh yeah he just back he comes out crowds loving it t-shirt sales are up again everyone's happy 
uh, except Drew, who comes out and interrupts him and tells him to stop kissing ass and, you know, enough's enough. And you just think that you can apologize to people and, you know, basically just being bitter. I love it. I really like yeah. this kind of side of Drew, which leads into the first match, which is Drew McIntyre versus Jay Uso. We've seen this a couple of weeks ago. But... Main event Jay Uso, I guess he's calling himself now, eh? Well, I mean, he was main event. They started that whole main event thing when he first went up against Roman before the whole bloodline actually actually mm. started. So they kind of started with the main event Jay Uso there. But yeah, that's his uh, that's his moniker, right? So um, they start off and basically it, the match, I believe, is just what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, Drew basically taking over in the beginning, showing his offense and just really dominating him. Jay oh, yeah. catching his break. Uh, one of the big moments in this was that Drew went for the Claymore, misses, gets hit with the super kick. Jay goes off the top rope, gets the knee. Drew, true heel now, gouges the eyes, gets him up. Future DDT, one, two, three. That's it. Drew's turns have been amazing. Uh, even here with attempts to win this, like, you know, any normal man and only resorting to heelish tactics after. You know, that just solidifies him for me, right? Yeah. Um overall, yeah, I prefer Drew much better as a heel than a face. Yeah, I like them both, but this is this he looks like a mean guy. This is a perfect role for him. It seems almost natural. Yeah, yeah. And what I like about it is like he didn't just flip a switch and become a dick. He just it gradually he became yeah. you know the mean guy that he is now again. And I, I like this character. I really do. I, I just you know, and it, it's it's kind of funny if you look at Raw in general. They either have too many heels or they have too many faces. Right now, I think we're in an overflow of baby faces and we need some really good heels coming out of this, right? Yeah. So, you know, and as the show goes on, we could see that more and more. Um, so, yes. yeah, total match time for this, 17 minutes and eight seconds. We go right match. Not bad to a start, right? I mean, that's yeah. basically the first 45 minutes of the show. Yeah, it was the promo of them and then the match, yeah. Right? The right, with commercials and everything. So Shinsuke, uh, another video package for Cody. He brings up Cody wanting to finish his story and talking about it for over a year and a half. Yet he, he's nowhere close to even finishing his story. Um, <laughs> a long know, he, story. Yeah, and he says that, you know, he says he's like a dog chasing a car. You know, I really like that line. I thought that That's was weird. a really cool yeah. line that he dropped there. And uh, he says his weakness is his admiration for other people. So, yeah. you know. We'll see. We'll see how this goes out. These guys are the main event of the night. Pretty quick. I thought, you know, but I guess with no pay-per-views or anything to show until January, they had to get this match in. But I thought they would have built it up a little bit more and maybe give it to us near the end of the year opposed to like, you know, a week later. Yeah. But backstage, Dominic is uh, with JD McDonough and they're getting abnormished by Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor. Damian Priest is pissed off. Uh, saying that, you know, them losing suck, but people not showing up on Raw sucks, meaning Rhea and Finn, who were absent. Yep. And uh, Rhea Good knows... Line. Good line there, little jab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Priest is about to go in on her, and then Rhea stops him and tells him that this is about family and people respecting them. And she'll make an example example of Maxine Dupuis, which is the next match. But before that, we have another Alpha Academy locker room vignette. <laughs> where they and the Creed brothers are hyping up Maxine as she's ready to get out there to face Rhea Ripley. 
In comes our truth to tell them that Judgment Day is just understood, and he wishes them a happy Thanksgiving and runs off. Not before Jack Cable warns him, like, hey, be careful, man. Like, you, you know, you're, you you got to be careful around those guys. And it's kind yeah. of ironic. There, there was our truth with a string of Christmas lights. He was going to go in and decorate the uh, <laughs> decorate the room for them. What a guy. I love that dude. Oh, you, you got to have guys like our truth and Otis around. It is sports entertainment. Sometimes we take the wrestling too serious. So it's nice to have a comedic break. And, and they're really good at it. So I love seeing those guys. Yeah, no. So we get right into this match here. And basically, there's a squash. I mean, Maxine had a few moments there where she kind of, you know, was able to get a little bit of offense. But honestly, I'll tell you what, man. This match was only two minutes long. Maxine was just basically sandbagging all night on this match. Oh, yeah. Uh, but not on purpose. I guess, you know, they were just trying to show Rhea's strength and, you know, how powerful she is and, you know, frightened and, you know, just 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 trying to sell Rhea. But she was sandbagging the whole match, right? Two minutes oh, yeah. in and out. Ivy Nile comes into the ring. They have a bit of a stare down. Now, Ivy's small, but she's pretty, you know, yeah. ripped. So yeah. that could be an interesting match later on down the road. Who knows, man? But we get down there and uh, we are I back. I guess Rhea's calling that submission move a torture inverted cloverleaf. I guess is what she's, they're calling that. The torture inverted cl- inverted cloverleaf. So the tick. Yeah. Nice. So okay, that- we're back. Adam Pierce is in the ring. It's 6 o'clock or 9 o'clock, depending where you are, or 8 o'clock, I guess, uh, or yep. 7 o'clock. I don't know. Um, but anyways, Punk is in the ring with Adam Pierce, and he talks about basically basically they talk about um pardon me here, man. Let me just clear up his notes. He talks about his tryout OV. He came out there, Adam brought Mickey James on his arm. Basically, yeah. many facts you're going to OVW and yeah, and he also talks the, about the victim, the hero card, you know, classic CM Punk. Right, but it's kind of cool because they're talking about Cleveland, Ohio here as well, and Cleveland mm-hmm. does not mean a great place for him. Cleveland was the place that he debuted, like you said, with Mickey James. His very first match in the WWE was in that arena. And yes, he was told after that match, <laughs> you're going down to the minors. And, you know, that was that one time. The second time was when he was world champion and he got kicked in the head by Randy Orton. And when yeah. he came to, they told him that they stripped him of the title. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He hasn't had very good luck in that building. So he, he basically says that he's, you know, he's he basically not sure about this building and the last 10 years and, you know, just talking and talking and then all of a sudden here he comes. I was waiting for this, man. Seth Rollins' music hits. He comes out and Seth enters the ring. The crowd is singing his song. You're getting CM Punk chants in there at the same time. So it's a kind of a mixed reaction. For yeah. both guys, but man, I loved, I loved what he said. Man, he he talks well, punk about or Rollins or punk. You know, don't call this home. He says, you know what I mean. He tells him not to call this home. You abandoned this place. You know, you've actively tried to destroy it while you've been away for the last ten years. You mean you're saying Rollins is saying it's not punk? Rollins is saying this yeah. to punk, right? Tells him he hates. Um, tells him he hates him. And, uh, you know, if he is going to be here, then, you know, he might as well kick his ass, basically, sort of a deal. The only one thing I don't like about what they're doing with this story is if you look at NXT, you know, Shawn Michaels calls Punk in the ring and Punk wears the Bret Hart hoodie. They're trying to build this Rollins and Punk as a new Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. I don't even think Rollins and Punk have that much heat. Not real bad blood like Michaels and, and Hart, 
this is more manufactured. As you notice, when Punk came back there, they purposely showed Rollins swearing and going crazy. It's all being, it's not as genuine as the hate HBK and Michaels had for each. Sorry, no, HBK. No, no. This, this, that, but they're trying to spin off of that. With the Mikey reference, Michaels again tonight. They're trying to make it the new thing, but it's just not quite catching on like that. Had to yeah, point no, that out. no, 100%. But you know what? I mean, we're, we're living in an age of shoot storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, with, with the invent of social media and all this kind of stuff, it's really easy to sell this shoot style kind of storyline. You know, there might be some truth to it. There might not be any truth to it. it be the all... best. There's no real, real bad blood there. I don't know. I mean, when he left, they were just kind of coming in. Yeah, exactly. Right? So there's not really that much of an interaction. But I did like the one thing he did say that, you know, uh, on SmackDown when he was referring to Roman Reigns, he's like, you know, before you, I had the wise man first. So, yeah. you know, he's kind yeah. of planting seeds everywhere here, man. Uh, after he goes off on himself, Punk basically says to him that this is your one pass to, you know, to speak the way you're speaking to me. Cause you know, without that, I'm not, I'll be coming after you. Uh, he's never asked for anything to be handed for him. He's always done things the hard way. Uh, if we're making things Ooh. official, he says, Ooh. let's make it official. You know, he's entering the Royal Rumble himself. So, I mean, I really believe all roads lead to Punk winning the Rumble. I have a feeling it's going to be him over Cody. Could be. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at it this way. He is going up against Seth at WrestleMania. We already know this. Now we're going to watch a three-month build of this. You know yeah. what I mean? Before we get there. This is basically the match. We already know night one's main event is going to be Seth and CM Punk. It, yeah. It, it's a given, right? Roman's closing the show Sunday night, so they're not going to close there. This will be Saturday night's closing match. Right? I just hope that Punk doesn't win the Rumble because it's too obvious then, right? We go, we, They got to make us believe somebody else is going to win it. He probably will, but hopefully somebody else does like anybody because it's just too obvious if he wins it, right? Not saying well, he should but we need a little more surprises. So we'll see. But you're probably right, though. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it, it, it comes down to one of those two guys, right? I mean, I don't see how... I, I don't see how Cody would get to WrestleMania against Roman without winning it. It just, you know, unless... I mean, three months is a long time. Don't get me wrong. There's a yeah, lot of... Yeah, and Punk's body will hold up, too. Right? But, you know, but he hasn't touched yet. So, I mean, he's been yeah. with the company for three weeks now. He hasn't done anything yet. So, I mean, they're playing yeah. it smart, right? Absolutely. So, you know, maybe we might get one or two matches of him doing something. I don't maybe. know. But, you know, he hasn't touched. No one's touched him yet either. Neither did Seth. There was a perfect opportunity for them to, for them to throw blows. They didn't. Yeah. No, I like how they're making you wait to see it. That's how you should be. So, Punk is officially a member of the Raw roster. Um, it should be fun. I see it's interesting again. I don't know who's the good guy or the bad guy. In the this, reason, right? and, the, and the reason I knew Punk was gonna go on Raw because they're, shop, they're shopping new media deals around. They're gonna put the big, you know, big star on Raw to help you know sell that. Well, yeah, and gonna... with, with Randy signing over at SmackDown, it totally makes sense. I mean, one for one, it had to be that way. You couldn't have everyone on one show, yeah, right. Yeah, and, no. you're not, and you're not gonna put him on NXT. No, no, come on, no. He might make a guest appearance down there, but you know what, though, man, he looks good. He looks happy. That's the thing. I don't know if it's a yeah. Ass, he's got a big bag of money. But he, like he said, this right? guy like, just he doesn't look like a CM. But that's the thing. They never showed those kind of moments in AEW with him backstage with the younger talent well, because he wasn't happy. He was miserable. Why would he go there? Money. That's all it's about. He didn't want him back. 
Yeah. They didn't want him back, so he went and burned his bridge. And now WWE seen a chance, hey, we'll steal one of your talents. And that was, you know what I mean? But uh, that's why he went there for money. But he's 45 now, going to be 46 soon. He This is his last run, so he's appreciating it now. He's take, not taking it for granted anymore. So yeah, 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 yeah. He does look happy, though. He does. Yeah. Like, he looks genuinely happy. That's the thing. It's a different aura around him. Yeah, because he knows this is it. If I screw this up, I'll be wrestling in the bingo hall or something. You know, this is it. Well, I mean, if he's smart and he plays it well and does everything right, he could build a career within the company, within TKO itself, right? I mean, he could go UFC side if he wanted to after, if he plays his cards right. He's just such a miserable guy. Eventually he gets pissy, but yeah, you're right. Potentially, yes. Well, let's find out, man. I mean, yeah. this is only three weeks in. I mean, it's it's still the honeymoon phase when, when things start to happen. Push Maybe Vinnie Mac will hire assistant, uh, assistant executive chairman. He can sit with Vinnie Mac on the board. Who knows, man? <laughs> Who knows? Never right? know. I mean, he's polarizing. I mean, mm-hmm. stadium fulls of people can't be wrong if they're cheering for him. They will obviously want him back. Yeah, yeah. He's right? like a Daniel Bryan, the underdog guy. They're never the most shaped guy, never the most talented, but they love the underdog. Well, speaking of not really in shape, guys, the next match on this card, great segue. Eh? Bronson Reed versus Ivar, the battle of the big men who can actually move and fly. Yeah. That's weird, eh? To see two guys of that caliber, to be able to pull off the stuff that they do. I mean, this basically was just a battle of attrition. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the whole match, it was this move for move, power move for power move, testing each other out. My favorite spot in this entire match, I mean, the finisher was awesome. The superplex, yeah. Yeah, the finishing was awesome. But what I really liked before they went to commercial, it should have been a flying body pass. Mm-hmm. But neither guy could get up. So it was like a standing body, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was really cool, just to see that, the way they both went down, like, you know, yeah, a cross-body, the cross-body kind of, you know, connection, but it didn't happen mm-hmm. for these guys, man. They yeah, just these guys are great athletes, like you said, for their size and their weight, and they can really move around. Yeah, yeah, so the end in this one came at when Ivar, you know, had Bronson on the mat. He went up to the top rope, Bronson gets up there, gets to the top rope, Gets his way, superplex, man, superplex. Wow, when was the last time you saw a superplex win a match? Can't think of it offhand. Long, long time. There you go. It's always so, more impact when the big men do it because the well, ring. Well, that's more. it, right? You know, the the ring moved a couple inches in one direction after that one. It felt like, but, right? but yeah, six hundred pounds hitting that dude. You could feel that through the television. I mean, I could. I'm not sure about you, but I felt yeah. it. Um, <laughs> seven minutes and forty nine second. Backstage, CM Punk walks up to the Judgment Day, sorry, and he asks where she is, and Priest laughs. Priest welcomes him to their show, and he hopes that he finishes his story, because no one can seem to finish their story around here. And when he does, Mr. Senior Money in the Bank will be waiting for him. Yeah, so Damien being a little vocal, man, and that, it's kind of cool. Now we're seeing Punk interact a little bit now, right, with some of the roster. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Judgment Day walks away. Punk smirks. We come back and Judgment Day makes their entrance. Here comes our truth with the Christmas lights. He goes, hey, you guys put a lock on the door, on the front door and the back door. And uh, he gets in the ring there with him. And, you know, they all say, yeah, you know, they're just talking him down. And Priest is all like, hey, hey, wait a minute. Everybody loves our truth except me. Then the beatdown starts. The creeds come out. You know, they empty yeah. the ring. And uh, now it's official. Judgment Day will defend their titles against the Creed Brothers this 
upcoming Monday Night Raw. So we know that match is happening. We also know that the female tag team titles will be on the line. Uh, Caden, Caden and Carter against yep. um, Piper Niven and Chelsea Green. So we got two title matches for next week's Raw. And I guess that's the last Raw before Christmas, right? That'll be the last Raw before Christmas, yeah. Because that'll Christmas be, then... That'll be December 18th, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, because Christmas Christmas falls on the Monday this year. So I wonder if there is a Raw Christmas Monday. They're saying no. Okay, good. Let, let everyone going. have their holiday, man. Yeah. So basically, we finish that off and... Um, we, we come backstage and Punk walks up to Drew and Pierce and Drew says he doesn't care about Punk's story or Cody's story. He cares about his and it's just got better. And he walks away. Pierce tells Punk that that Drew is getting a title shot at day one Raw. So we know yep. what's going to happen on the first Raw of the year. Drew McIntyre against Seth Rollins. That'd be a good one. Should be interesting, man. Those guys have always put on a good show. Uh, more with CM Punk. Here comes Kobe Kingston, Chad Gable, and Ricochet. Kofi and Punk have a cute moment, and Punk leaves. Pierce says that he has an idea about the IC title that includes the three of them, and they enter his office to chat. Katana chants Caden Carter versus Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. This is just acrobats all the way through and through. I think this was just a showcase match for Carter, for Chance and Carter, just to kind of put more shine on them. I like them, man. I, I think I'm glad that they're finally getting their push. They're what, like you say, they're uniformed, right? They're, they're mm-hmm. matching gear, they look like often. a right. They're, 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 they're matching gear, they're selling it. And uh, these guys have been together for a while, so they have some definite, definite chemistry do, uh, from, yeah. from NXT onwards. You know, unfortunately, because of their style and the way they move and whatnot, injuries, you know, seem will to happen, be yeah. will happen, and that's kind of kept them out of the picture. But let's hope they stay healthy. Uh, so yeah, they basically winning that match gives them the opportunity. Um, you know, Indy locks up from behind, Caden rolls through, super kick, super kick to the face. Carter tags in chance. She heads up to the top rope, hits the 450, which is pretty cool move. Uh, Carter with a neck breaker, and we called that the after party cover. One, two, three, match is over with just a little more Christmas and fluid movement. They could have something going here, I believe, in those two. Um, until then, you know, until then, we're just going to get cool, unjointed move after move. But I think they'll find their flow. I think they'll get find, find it and get it going there once they're ready to go. Yeah, I, I would say so. And you'll be happy to know that match was only two minutes. So the ladies only had four minutes and 26 seconds of match time on this episode. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, usually they get more. Usually, right? And I only bring that up because we've talked about that before, that sometimes the show too heavy one way or too heavy the other way. Well, this is a prime example of them really... Like, you know, the women had their segments. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they have their segments. But, but you know, um, in-ring, four minutes. Yeah. Doesn't happen very often. No. Backstage, DIY is talking about their mystery partner. In comes Imperium to ask them who their mystery partner is tonight. Gunther comes in and says that they are confident but highly doubts that they found someone worthy who would associate with two weirdos like them. Hey, he's 100% right. I agree with him. <laughs> good line. That's a good line. Fair enough. Becky Lynch is here and she's out in the ring. Becky makes her way. And it takes us back to 11-21-2018. That's five years ago when 
the punch hurt around the world took place. This is really cool. This story has been simmering and, you know, working, percolating for the last five years. Yeah. So she sure. comes out, she calls out Nia Jax, says what she has to say, and Nia comes out. And these are the lines that I took away from it. While I was headlining WrestleMania, you had tor- two torn ACLs. That just proves even your legs hate you. They don't want to hold you up. <laughs> um, when I was having a baby, you were fired. And yep. uh, right. But I love how Naya played it down too. goes, oh, you, you, you know, because of me hitting you with a lucky punch, I made your career. Because, you know, um, what's her name? Becky was talking about how how she's destroyed a lot of careers, put women on the shelf, injured a lot of different women. And he goes, it's ironic that, you know, the one punch that I did land was the one that made your career. And Becky took offense to that, saying, you know what? I'm not here to talk. Let's fight. And Naya goes, oh, you know what? I don't want to fight you yet. I'll fight you when I'm ready, sort of a deal, using the psychology. Yeah. So that's cool. Nice little feud. Yeah, that was good. Now, I was watching this, and I was just thinking about Z Lang. I mean, what happened to her, man? Like, all of a sudden, she's gone. That's when they were wrestling. They just take characters off TV. You forget about them like a week, couple weeks, month later. Where's that guy? Where's that guy? Very good at that. Again, here we go. You know, we're going to go into the six-man tag. And I really, really thought that the guy that was going to come out for them was going to be Dexter Loomis. But it turns out to be The Miz. I guess it's a Cleveland affair, right? Johnny Wrestling is from Cleveland. And um, so so is um, so is The Miz. So, yeah, we're, we're, we, we totally got you know, the Cleveland thing going on here. Uh, Matt starts off with Johnny wrestling in the ring with Gunther and Gunther is looking over at the Miz. Miz tries to tag in, but gets punched in the face. Um, You know what? Pretty standard match here, my friend. You know, there's not much to go into it. You know, had their moments there and there. But the final ending here, when Vinci flies off the top rope with an elbow, he stops on Gargano, lifts up, lifts him up for the powerbomb. But Miz hits the skull crashing finale. One, two, three. Keeps everyone safe. Uh, there was that one moment where Miz had Gunther in the figure four. Uh, looked very close to tapping. I love how they yep. do that. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of cool to see the Fizz, the Miz as a face in his hometown. Yeah, like I said, he's had a great career. And he's still going strong for early 40s. So. And crowd was super behind it all. I mean, yeah, granted, they were in Cleveland, but, you know, still, the crowd was behind it, and it was fun, yeah. you know. Um, 10 minutes and 47 seconds. We head backstage. Gunther is going on in his team, but the Miz runs up to him demanding an IC match. Gunther tells him that he'll give it to him on one condition. If Gunther wins, then the Miz cannot challenge him for that title as long as he's champion. Stipulation. There you go. But, I mean, I guess yep. that just means that he's not going to be challenging for the title. I mean, who knows? Maybe he will take it away from him. No, no, 500 no. going into tonight. It was 549 days that he's been, he's been intercontinental. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty impressive. Hitting so, on two years here. No, hundred percent. All right. Last match of the night. Cody Rhodes, Shinsuke Nakamura. Again, I think this is too soon in my opinion. I, I, I actually I, like it because I hope they wrap this up before the Rumble and they can go on a bigger, according to going to a bigger, better feud. This almost oh, seems like a filler feud if there's a such a It is that. a filler feud, but I mean, this is a feud that should have ended at the end of the year, which opened up January. Now what do you do? You still have two, three, four, five shows maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to play this out. 
right? Like, well, I mean, they can wrap, they'll wrap it up before they're well. But this go. is what I thought when I went into it. There's still more to this story because this match was great. I thought it was a really fun match. Both guys worked really, really well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, great moves on both sides. Um, you know, near finishes. It has everything that you want. The ending of this match basically comes here when Cody wants to end it. He yells for Shin to get up. Shake, rattle, and roll, bionic elbow, Cody Cutter. He lifts up Shin, cross roads, no. Shinsuke hits him with the mist and basically gets the disqualification win. Cody does, that is. And he proceeds to beat him down. And guess who comes to make the save? Let everybody Creed know. Brothers. Yep. Creed Brothers are saving everyone tonight, man. It's good, man. They're a good young talented team. It's good to see them start to get in the mix a little bit. Right. So there you go. Not only are they the savers, saviors of tonight's Raw, they're also going to get their shot at the title next week. Now, prediction, do you think they're going to win it? No. Uh, I don't know, man. You know what? Yes, I actually, now that you say that, I think they will. They're young, they're hot. They got those that crazy cannibal move over the top rope that he does. So I think they might just give it to him. I think what they give think? it to them. I think they give it to them as well, A, just to... Mix it up a little bit. Give us something, yeah. right? Um, Where are the Street Profits? Is... We haven't seen those guys in a while. Where are those guys? They're on SmackDown. Were they out last show? They weren't, but Bobby was. Yeah, but I'm talking about like... They were two weeks ago. They were the week before. Yeah. They weren't on this so episode. Guys, right? There's only so much TV time. That's a problem. Well, hey, man. I mean, two-hour show, three-hour show. I mean, they're doing the best they can. Like, think about all the talent. That's nobody's... nobody's... Montez Ford is one of the best athletes they got as far as running and jumping and flying. That guy's so gifted. Yeah, I know. 100% I agree with you. Just needs a bit what we do with 2024. Like I said, they're establishing this new character. I think things will start to happen for them in the new year. They're also popping, pushing Bobby quite a bit on, on Raw or on SmackDown. Um, but yeah, I know. Basically, I, I believe Bobby had a interview where he talked about how disappointed he was in wrestlemania like he actually you know felt slighted by not being on the show and you know having the segment yeah, really gave him some. bobby's bobby's gonna be 48 pretty soon here so i mean he's getting up there he's no spring chicken he's so, no spring I mean, he looks chicken, amazing he doesn't, but, dude, yeah. doesn't look like a spring you know no, he doesn't he, look he, like he an old chicken he moves and runs he's you know you can see it a little bit but yeah he looks the body's amazing one of the best bodies in wrestling yeah yeah well mother nature catches up with all of us right i mean that's what i mean so i, I think he realized i got it only got a few more minutes left they should have gave him something throw him in a triple threat match let him punch somebody out yeah i do, feel, I do agree with him on that I, I feel bad for him but i mean at the same time i mean now knowing what we know you know, uh, yeah, but I get that about Bray. But then give him somebody else, let him have a triple threat, throw him in it. He punches somebody out backstage at WrestleMania, and then he joins the match. You can do anything in wrestling, yeah, right? Yeah, well, your so, boy almost wasn't on the show. <laughs> no, I know he's around, he's on the house shows. He is right. He, he he was in Portland the other weekend. I sent that to you. Good. Um, well, you know what? That was raw, basically, man. I mean, decent show, yeah, so, you know, it flowed nicely. Um, mm-hmm. I had no issues with it. I think it, it kind of moved things along slowly at the right pace. We know where everyone is now. We know who's where and what's what. So I don't think we're going to get any more surprises until the Rumble now, probably. Yeah, I think let's do a couple more shows and ride it off for the new year. And then we got, you know, Raw Day 1, and then we go right into the NXT pay-per-view. Or This is a chance for AEW right now. Well, we know Raw and SmackDown are kind of stagnant in a way. 
this is a chance to knock out some big shows of Rampage and Dynamite and grab some, steal some thunder here. Well, you know what? We'll talk about that. We will talk about that a little bit about Montreal and stuff on the wrestling episode. Uh, Some interesting things that I saw and some interesting things that I showed you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll share all that kind of stuff with everyone else. But I tell you, man, why don't we wrap this up? Let's get this out to the people so they can find out what happened on tonight's show as well. Yep. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, guys and gals, uh, with our wrestling episode, uh, talking just about wrestling in general. Hey, What's going on? WWE and some random, random chat. Random chats. And, yeah, so that's about it, guys and gals. My name is Bobby Sampson. His name is Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACGC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. So, guys, everyone, it's Monday. Enjoy the rest of your evenings and uh, wherever you are and enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, guess what? You'll get us again tomorrow night. Sap and Chance are out.